You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager again in 2022. And with me from Brenthurst Wealth is Andre Busson. Now, Andre, you kindly sent me a nice piece, and this is the sort of piece I like. I have to say, it's got lots of easily understandable points. The first point is, well, the first headline is how to look for good things in an upside down market. And the first thing you say of your eight points, which we can't go through all of them, but anyway, the first point is fear is priced in or even overdone. In other words, you say that the markets have fallen enough and maybe they've gone too far down. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Lindsay, so I think as humans, we tend to kick things into extreme, like either too much fear or too much greed. So at this stage, there's so much fear into markets. If you look at how much cash um, is sitting on the sidelines, especially in the US, people are just so afraid to invest. Um, and then there's a lot of indiscriminate selling. So almost every asset class globally has, has been in the red. Um, and it, it, it more more likely that it's overdone than underdone. Uh, so a lot of the pain that you see in headlines is already reflected in, in markets. Very good. And also a lot of the fear over inflation is probably not overdone because it was, it, it was a horrible time. But when you look at the oil price, for example, going from 120, 130 and staying above 100 for a long time, suddenly in the 80s, that probably means that inflation has peaked and will come down and therefore interest rates will stop rising. That's one of the points that you make and we don't need to go into that because we've talk, talked about it before. China needs to open up at some point and relax the hard lockdowns. That's, that's particularly pertinent in the last couple of days mm. because they're starting to realize that the there could be some kind of civil unrest, social unrest because of what they've done. And that's incredibly important for South Africa, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So if you look at China, like you can't understand what they want to do, but you can't lock up people forever. Like if you have a mother with a baby and that you, you can't stay in a flat in a contained little area forever, people will get uh, agitated. So now you've, you've had, we had one Friday on our market that the resources index jumped like 10%. And they, it was just a, a whisper uh, in the market that maybe China will start to open up. Now, I'm not saying when it's going to happen, but at a certain point, it needs to happen. And that will be good for emerging markets and, and especially for our um, listed companies that in, in the resources space. You say after that, rest of the world has gone on with life after COVID, as opposed to the Chinese approach, the China approach, supply chains easing, and that will lower inflation. And, and again, we don't need to go into that. Rebuilding energy supply. This is quite important. The energy supply story is not something you're going to wake up on Monday morning and say everything's fine because we're not using fossil fuels anymore. But at Brentos, do you say to yourself, okay, this is something that we need to look at from um, a macroeconomic and also an asset class perspective. Yeah, so in terms of asset class, you want to have exposure to the company's long-term tailwinds that will benefit from a, for a green tra transition. So whether the war is there or COVID is there or not, the point is, uh, at, as a globe, we're there that we want to transition to, to clean energy. It will help uh, reduce emissions, and and that means that you either invest in in people um, like a good company, for instance, is Nextera, uh, generating clean capacity. But also, if you look at interesting, if you look at the gold rush way back in South Africa, 
the guys that really made money that wasn't the the miners. It, it was um, on average, it was the guys selling the the shovels and the picks and stuff like that. Yes. So the people providing raw materials to build new grids uh, in Europe, in in US, etc., um, will will benefit from that. So guys, uh, green metals, etc., lithium, copper. So that that would be a, a good place to to have some exposure to. But um, the other thing is quite interesting. A fund manager that I've got got a lot of respect for. He basically said uh, maybe this whole rebuilding of new um, energy supply will be beneficial for for the globe. It would, might be a kickstarter for 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 global growth. And that's the, and and the other thing is Europe needs to wean itself off Russian gas. Whether the war is a long one, still a year or two or three, or whether they make peace tomorrow, they will. Um, wean itself off Russian gas, and, and that's uh, uh, another area that you can get exposure to to benefit. Yeah, I've always said this, Andre. I mean, it's, uh, there's an English um, expression, and it says it's an ill wind that blows nobody good. And so, although yeah. the situation between Russia and Ukraine is horrible, especially from a humanitarian point of view, but in the end, what it'll do, as you quite rightly say, is force Europe to say, "Okay, now we need to take action." And it may only t it may be in five years' time or ten years' time, but long term, it's actually a very good thing, which is slightly perverse. You say recession yeah. is. Possible, but good for cleaning out excess. Okay, the recession will be the recession will be a shallow one, in my opinion. That's my view. But the last mm. one is interesting. Strong companies will take market share, you say, and get even leaner yeah, so, in tough times. How do you characterize a strong company? Yeah, so if you have a strong company, somebody that um, can sell products and and, and and services, even if in in a recession, um, so they they've got sticky products. And with leaner, I mean, let's take for instance. Uh, dominant company like coca-cola or pepsi um if if they don't have too much debt on on the balance sheets because a strong I, first point i want to look at is do they have a healthy balance sheet low debt um lots of assets and ability to generate cash um if they have low amounts of debt the higher interest rate won't affect them that much and if they but they will look at where to cut costs if, if times are a bit tough so now they cut costs that they can actually go without. And when when the tide turns again, they're leaner in that sense. They will take market share, in my opinion. Um, if a, a new company has too much debt and they, they're not entrenched into the systems, they might fall by the wayside in, in tough times. And who's going to pick up the market share? The established uh, strong companies. So exactly. in my opinion, yeah, that, that that's a good thing um, to look at. Okay, so say with strong companies. I mean, strong companies, uh, as you say, balance sheets, maybe even dividend uh, payers consistently, they will be the ones that should be, maybe should be the core of an equity portfolio. Okay, your second paragraph has only got three points. It says here, risk will remain, but so too will opportunity. Number one, wage inflation could keep inflation a bit higher for longer. I mean, we've got nearly full employment in the in the Western world, obviously not in South yeah. Africa, because that's, um, that's a different story altogether. Um, but people are being able to command higher higher wages. But with the recession that you hinted at in earlier points, maybe that will um, sort of ease the pressure in, in the labor market. So it's, it's just a short-term phenomenon, isn't it, Andre? Yeah, yeah. So the one thing, we think inflation will be rolling over. If you look at most of the, the data that comes out, it's really peaked and it, it, it might 
moderate at a certain point. The only trick is like if you have a, if you don't have um, if you have a situation where wages start increase, now you've got somebody that's used to a five percent increase this year. Next year they want that again. And mm-hmm. if you're the employer and you need to give them that to keep your personnel on on in the business, if there's a, a tight labor market. It might mean that then you put your prices up for, for the goods that you're selling to keep your profit margins. In, and if that's the case, then you feed the negative cycle of inflation. Um, we, so that's a, the, the reason why I, w- I want to mention risk is I also say, I think it's stupid to, to, to ignore the risk. So that's the one thing we, we need to keep inflation um, expectations intact in, in, in and that we do see in the markets that they, they don't expect inflation to run rampant. So this is a risk, but it's not too much. Um, the second point I mentioned, China, the Chinese economy, you never know what you don't know kind of thing. But the one thing we do know is so that that's a risk. But the one big risk is the construction sector. Yes. It's a bit in shambles, not in shambles, but there's a, a lot of debt, a lot of uh, issues there. And I think and we don't know the whole story the there as well, Andre. I think they keep it a little bit quiet. I don't think we really understand how yeah. bad the debt situation is because there are whole cities that have been built with you know, yeah. hundreds of tower blocks of, of apartments, residential apartments that are just are just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. There's libraries and theatres and roads that are not used because these are cities that are not populated. Mm. So we, I don't think we should go into that too much. Geopolitics, yeah, again, every time a geopolitical situation flares up, whether it be Taiwan and, and, and China or Ukraine and Russia, it's immediately a bit of a threat to investors. But then yeah. it just gets forgotten. It shouldn't be forgotten um, from, a, a, again, I'll use that word humanitarian. But from a humanitarian yeah. point of view, no, definitely not. Keep on keep on fighting yeah. for justice. But from a market point of view, don't you find over the years in your experience that it just disappears? The fear that yeah, is. So from a, yeah, from an investor point of view, yeah. I really believe that um, if you look at the history, in world wars, the the aggressor got punished in terms of the economy and the stock market. But if you're the defending country like the U.S., it hasn't been a bad place to stay invested during like a World War II scenario. Yes. But from a humanitarian perspective, I really think uh, we should keep the fight going and, and you know, that old saying that uh, evil prevails when good men do nothing. So we'll, we'll mm-hmm. keep on fighting from that perspective. But an investor must it, it helps you to to um, just uh, keep perspective in terms of your emotions and the humanitarian fight versus just to stay invested in good quality companies. Okay, and that's what you that's what you're doing. So humanitarianism uh, can um, can be um, not pushed aside, but uh, handled by somebody else. Stay the course is the last paragraph. It says here: number one, great opportunities present themselves when you don't feel ready for it. Exactly, you'll be walking along one day, and something will happen in your life, and uh, you haven't you hadn't planned for it, and it's either bad or good. So I understand what you're saying. Um, don't answer that yet. Mm. Number two, investors setting themselves up now for great five-year returns. So obviously, you're a buyer of the dips because you think it's all been overdone on the downside. Number three, don't read all the news. Be selective. Enjoy the re- and rest over the holidays. It's not even December yet, um, <laughs> Andre, but I understand what you're saying. Healthy and well-rested people 
will make wise decisions. You become quite deep with that last thing. But what you're saying is that great opportunities are out there. It's not a shotgun market. In other words, just blasting at uh, the, the, the JSE board or the S&P 500 board and, and picking all of the stocks that have been hit. You've got to be selective, but there are opportunities out there, Andre. Yeah, that's the main message. And when I look at successful clients of mine, I can see a golden thread. And most of them, they... Um, they are the individuals, so that's why I'm getting a bit philosoph- philosophical there. But <laughs> the also they can, just, um, <laughs> they can just keep calm and, and stay level-headed and, and stay invested and um, like be balanced, be diversified. But the main message I'm, I'm, I'm taking for myself is if you can look further ahead, now is the time uh, to position yourself for, for, for when, when there will be growth again. I don't know exactly when it will come, when the market will repay you, but it will repay you for being patient and, and being brave. One thing we said off air before we started the podcast, Andre, was that your clients were, you didn't say happy, but you said they're, they're okay going into the holiday period. And that is because they understand what's going on. Markets go up, markets go down. And I think you're being a little bit modest because I do think that you and the team at Brent Earthworth coach people and talk to them regularly and they as i say they understand the situation and so that's a very good thing i think yeah so i think everybody the first thing i want to go is for is like we don't invest for a minus on on a statement obviously it's not nice to see a red figure but if you people do appreciate that you give them context so this is what's happening in the world and that when you hold somebody's hand during a tough time they really appreciate it and um, to stay informed, but not to be fearful. And if you have the right expectations, stocks will be a volatile ride, but it's the place to be for long-term growth. And now more than ever, if you understand what you buy, it helps to stay to stay the course. Very good. Andre, thank you very much for your wisdom. Andre Besson is from Brentos Wealth, and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.